Welcome to Justice vs. Vengeance, where we battle out your favorite comic book heroes and villains. I'm Robbie Gaddis, here with my awesome co-host, Caleb West. How are you doing today, sir? I'm good, man. How are you? Very, very good. I'm awesome, I'm ready, and I'm excited. Also, feeling pretty goofy. That's awesome. So, (laughs) today... Today's Monday, you know what that means. That means we're going to take these two characters, run them down, tell you everything that motivates them to do what they do. And the two characters we have today are Kurt Langstrom, the Man Bat, versus Kirk, Kurt Connors, not Kirk. Yeah, thank you. This is going to be confusing. Don't disrespect me. Kurt Connors, the Lizard. Thank you. Also, since we're going to have to run these characters down, we better be very fast to stop the lizard, and we better be able to fly to stop Man Bat. Go ahead, Robbie, and tell us a little bit more about Man Bat, if you wish. I appreciate that. Thank you. So, the Man Bat. Kurt Langstrom. Kirk Langstrom. Boy, oh, oh boy. His first appearance was in Detective Comics number 400 on June 1970, right? Hang it out. There you go. Thank you for that. You're welcome. So, he was once a geneticist working for Gotham's Museum of Natural History. He was putting together a bat exhibit for the museum. So, he really liked bats. Did he like history? He loved history. Thank you. He would wait for everyone to go home for the night. And then this very sane man (laughs) they gave this job to starting doing experiments on bats. This very sane man that they gave the job to started doing experiments on bats. Yep. I heard that correctly? Yep. Proceed. See, Caleb, he was going deaf, and he wanted to counteract that as much as he possibly could. I mean, I would, too. Yep. If I was going deaf. Or you can just buy a hearing aid. You know, but this is more fun, apparently. Yeah. We are, we are in comic book land right now. That's right. Gotham's um, medical benefits aren't that great. Oh, uh, okay. So he started extracting secretions from the glands of said bats in order to gain their hearing abilities, along with the other enhanced senses of bats. Question. Yep. So he started taking these... um, Secretions. Secretions. Yep. How long does it take to get enough to perform an experiment on yourself? I have no idea. Six months? Six months of bat secretions? Mm Mm-hmm. Eight months? Eight months of bat secretions? A year? A year of bat secretions? Two weeks? Of bat secretions? (laughs) I mean, how long does that... You said... So he starts taking the secretions. How long does it take to where he's like, yeah, this, this should be good? I don't know, but when he did have enough of the serum, he was like, "Only the only way to test it is myself," which is the exact well, opposite yeah, of no, what most mad scientists do. They try to, you know, do it on other people. Yeah, but he's but nobody knew he was doing this. Exactly. Yeah, and he's trying to genuinely. He's trying to help people. Yes, he was trying to prevent people from either going deaf or helping them that are already deaf. Yeah. I mean, you doing good over there, buddy? Yeah, I'm just laughing. There's a, I mean, very similar, very similar uh, story, if you think about it, between him and the lizard, which I'll get into here in a minute. But go ahead, go ahead. So, immediately after taking the serum, he heard the dripping of water that was personified by a crazy amount, and he couldn't bear it. Like, he was going crazy because he he was hearing that. Mm -hmm. It was like, you know, that. But like crazy, a hundred dB. I don't know what that means. Yes, let me get brownie points from Gabby for saying that. <laughs> so his eyes became so sensitive he couldn't stand light at all. He so what p- did he do? So he put on sunglasses, Caleb. Oakley's? Yeah, probably. Okay. He realized he was also able to see perfectly in the dark from putting on sunglasses. I mean, if you get them polarized Oakleys, you know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. 
He also discovered that his vocal cords started emitting a supersonic signal, kind of like echolocation, what bats use to hunt. Uh-huh. What do bats hunt? Mice? Anything, really. Mice, insects. They never hunted me. I think they hunt insects. Never hunted me. They eat insects. I don't think okay. they eat mice. Okay, they don't eat people? This one does. All right, let's hear about it. <laughs> <laughs> so with all of these lovely scientific discoveries, he thought he learned enough for one night and decided to go home. But when he looked at his hands, he realized they were claw-like and hairy. So he looked in the mirror and realized he had turned into a bat-like monster, trying to make an antidote, but failing to make any progress. He sent a telegram to his boss that said he was taking care of his sick mother. Don't bring your mother. So he went into hiding by sleeping upside down in the bat exhibit during the day and waiting for people to leave. So he could come out at night and find food? Yes. Okay. During the night, when he was searching for food, <laughs> he found Batman fighting a group of burglars. Okay. Did he run away? I already like this because Batman's in it. I can tell. Langstrom caught them unaware, so he knocked them unconscious. Batman, Batman, of course, tried to thank them, but he covered his face and told Batman he was his inspiration for becoming a hero. Wow. Batman shined a light on his face, but Langstrom lashed out at him slashing the flashlight out of his hand and left into the night making Batman wonder if he made a friend or, or a foe. So, I got a question. Yep. So he said that he was Batman was his inspiration. Yep. At what point before this did he even mention Batman whatsoever? He didn't. Okay, so I just didn't miss that? No. Okay. Okay. Yeah, you're just, Yeah, you're you're in the right place. Hi, Captain. Yep. Not long after Langstrom found thieves at a biotech company hoping he could steal a cure but Batman obviously tried to stop him, and this time Langstrom fought back. Oh. Batman chased the monster all the way back to the museum where he ran into Langstrom's fiance, who was looking for Kirk. So Batman took her with him to find him, hoping to reach out to him emotionally. But it quickly backfired when, when Black... I almost said... I wrote down Manta on this. You wrote Black Manta? Yeah. You're reliving your loss? Yeah, when Man Bat dropped the cure and jumped out of the window. Okay. Batman chased him, but Man Bat took flight, signaling his transformation was complete. So now he's like fully feral. He has he's not in his mind at all. Okay. What do you think about that? Um what did his uh fiance or girlfriend say at that point? She was like, Oh my god. He That's took she- my berries. What? Do you remember that Vaughn? No. Oh. Somebody listening to this will remember that, hopefully. Are you talking about berries and cream? Berries no, 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 no. What are you talking about? It's like, oh my God, my berries. Ah, you about made me draw my croissant. Anyway. You talking about that? No. Okay. Anyway. So as bats do, he was looking for shelter and he found it in none other than the bat cave. Okay. So when Batman returned, he was caught like unaware in a fight with Man Bat. Did he win? Knocking him out, Batman went right. to work on developing and, <laughs> and administrating a cure. Despite being restored to human from the mutation, it was still dormant and causing it to reemerge ever so often. How does a Batman knock out a man-bat? Because Batman's Batman. Making Langstrom experience blackouts and rampages throughout when he changes. Have you had any sexual fantasies about Batman this week? Maybe. No. Okay. Do you think I just dream about Batman every night? Every night. I like Batman. 
Obviously. <laughs> He's my favorite. Obviously. All right, so some recommendations I have for Mr. Bat is... You don't like that? It's pretty good, I guess. Is Batman and Son. During the Batman and Son story arc, Talia al Ghul's army of ninjas used Dr. Langstrom's man-bat serum to transform themselves into a deadly man-bat ninjas. Talia herself manages to get the formula from Kirk by capturing Francine, his wife at the time, and threatening her life. After running into Alfred, Langstrom begins working with the military to formatute enough vaccine to deal with Talia's man-bat army. That sounds pretty cool. Oh, you like that, but you don't like zombies? I hate zombies. How's that any different? Talia al Ghul's in it. Do you like Talia al Ghul? I like Talia al Ghul in the way that you like Batman. <laughs> like sexually. Okay. So, the Blackest Night storyline. During the Blackest Night crossover, Francine tracked Kirk as Man-Bat down, created a cure, and revealed that Kirk's next transformation would be permanent if he did not drink it. Kirk attempted to drink the cure... But his man-bat persona would not let him. Just as Kirk was about to drink it, Francine was wounded in the crossfire of a battle between Black Lantern Solomon Grundy and Bizarro. Distraught at Francine's injuries, Kirk transformed into man-bat seemingly permanently. Oof. I was still thinking about what you said about Talioko. <laughs> like, basically what I was saying by that, uh, that also sounds like a pretty cool, pretty cool story, but... Uh, basically, what I'm, what I'm meaning by that is how you are like attracted to Batman. I'm, I'm not attracted, attracted to attracted Batman, to but okay. I just think he's cool. He's my favorite superhero. Obviously. Anyway, battle for the cow number one. Okay. During a battle for Why the cow, man, bad in that. Listen. Okay. I think it's a one shot. Oh, okay. It's man, uh, battle for the cow one shot. Man, bad number one. Kirk Langstrom's wife is kidnapped by Doctor Phosphorus. Dr. Phosphorus knocks Dr. Lang Dr. Langstrom unconscious and ties him up using his wife's capture to incite rage and to save his wife, Langstrom transforms into Man-Bat without using the serum, making some sort of physiological change in Kirk so he doesn't need the serum to change anymore. Okay. And of course, Batman the Animated Series on Leather Wings, which is the pilot for the 1994 Four? animated series. Mm-hmm. The very first episode is Man Bat. That's pretty cool. It is cool. And of course, the Batman animated show, which I can't remember when that came out, was Beware the Man Bat. Yes. So, there's an Arkham Knight, Batman Arkham Knight, the video game has Man Bat in it. I remember that. He's, it's kind of a jump scare. Yeah, because you like glide up to the building and he jumps. like Yeah, he, he just... Yeah. Freaking comes over the and side. And then you start like figuring out who he is. Yeah. Then he beat his ass. Yep. I'm glad you agree. Mm -hmm. Okay. The fun facts we have is after Kirk took the serum and Batman cured him, he ended up taking it again and convincing his wife to also take it. And she became She-Bat a little later. They ended up having a son and daughter where because of the serum in both of them, their son got a deadly disease leading to Francine turning her son into a mini man bat. Damn. Pretty weird. That's very weird. I don't like that at all. No. So, after the Infinite Crisis event, mm -hmm. this is also me saying that the Man-Bat soldiers will tell you how ghoul, so there you go. Sweet. 
So that was all that was, was reiterating that for some You're reason. You're going to mention uh, Batman at all? In my fun facts? Yep. Batman? Mm-hmm. Why? Because you just always talk about him. No. Okay. So, in Forever Evil, mm-hmm. like I talked about with Man Bat, yeah. or Black Manta. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm confused. Remember when I talked about Forever Evil with Black Manta? Yes. When, like, the syndicate, crime syndicate came? Yes. And started handing out, like, the trident and all that? Yeah, the cape and all that. Yeah. So, they were, the syndicate recruited Man Bat and Scarecrow to infiltrate Blackgate Prison to acquire frozen talons who are the elite warriors in the Court of Owls. So when they get there, Bane and Penguin are having a meeting, and so Kirk utilizes an army of man bats to steal the talons. Which, I love the talons because I love the Court of Owls series. Yeah. Uh, didn't know that, but yeah. You did know that? I know. You only talk about it all the time. I do. It's an important series for the Batman mythos. <laughs> I don't know if you remember the this animated movie, Caleb, but it was called Justice League Gods and Monsters. Yeah. Where everything's different. Like the Trinity has Superman, but it's Zod's son. Yeah. Wonder Woman's from New Genesis, but Batman is a very powerful vampire. Mm-hmm. And it's Kirk Langstrom. That's insane. It's not Bruce Wayne, it's Kirk Langstrom. I, I didn't know that. I remember seeing it. Right. I don't think I ever actually watched it. Yeah, but, but I, I definitely saw it. Yeah, yeah, where Batman looks weird. Like, he has those red eyes, like the yep. red, like, goggles. Yep. I didn't, I don't know if I care about it. You didn't particularly like it? No, it's not Bruce Wayne. So, in Batman Beyond, do you remember in the show, one of the biggest things was, like, splicing human DNA? Yeah. Like, the splicers and stuff? Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah, of course. I'm going to ask I you if Batman you remember, Beyond. like, a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so... At one point, Terry got kidnapped by the leader of this group uh-huh. and got injected with vampire bat DNA. Okay. And when he did, he became something similar to man bat. Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah. I vaguely, thought that was vaguely. I thought that was a cool thing to talk about because he like that's he definitely dead. an homage to man bat. Yeah, one hundred percent. And like father, like son, Kirk's father was Thomas Wayne's rival and a cruel man who never respected his son. As if Man Bat wasn't already a tragic enough DC villain, Abraham Langstrom would even go as far as to steal Kirk's Man Bat formula to modify it and turn himself into Man Bat. What a. Abraham man-bat. used his new form to stalk and kill the homeless population of Gotham City. In his mind, they served no purpose in the city, so they became his food. Obviously, God. <laughs> obviously Kirk and Batman did not approve of this, which led to the two working together to defeat Abraham. So Man Bat and Batman working together, is that that's pretty cool, huh? That is pretty cool. Pretty cool. I love this. I love Batman. <laughs> we're, we're talking about Man Bat. You, you said it backwards. <laughs> I love both of them, man. <laughs> but no, but on a serious note, not talking about my love for Batman or your apparent love for Talia al Ghul. I was just using it as an example. <laughs> I don't love Talia al Ghul the way you love Batman. I'm just saying... That you were attracted to Batman the way that I would be attracted to a woman. <laughs> That's not true, though. <laughs> anyway. I, I don't know where to go from there. All yeah. jokes aside, Man Bat's a really cool character, and Absolutely. this origin is like, weird. it's weird, but it's... It's very cool. It's cool, in my opinion. Yes, sir. But with that being said, I'm going to hand it over to you. I appreciate it. And I'm going to listen to what you have to say. Are you? Or are you now? Somewhat. Somewhat. I'm about to zone out in a minute. 
You definitely will. You usually do. Um, so, with that being said, let's talk about Dr. Kurt Connors, a brilliant biologist with a strong desire to help people, began his journey into the world of genetics and regeneration. Working for the military, he was tasked with creating a serum to regenerate lost limbs and heal wounds quickly. So that was a military-appointed task? You're actually listening. Yeah. I appreciate it. <laughs> I'm, I'm guessing. You know what I mean? And, right. Because he was on the front lines. He was, he was, he a, was a medic he in was the a, military. Yeah, yeah, he was a surgeon to help, and I guess that was a task that he, he got even more obsessed with um, because... Connors was driven by personal reasons. He had lost his right arm in an explosion during his time as a surgeon in the Vietnam War. So it was a task. Now, I don't necessarily say it was a military task, but he used so, that research and he had like a personal reason of why he wanted to do it. So that. he didn't start the research until after he his got his arm blown off. Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, so in his lab uh, at Empire State University, Connors conducted extensive research into reptilian DNA hoping to harness its regenerative properties. Despite warnings from his wife, Martha, about the potential risks, Connors proceeded with the experiment. Late one night, in a desperate bid to prove his theories, he injected himself with the experimental serum. So, did he, um, like, was it instant? Or was he... Almost immediately, Connors okay. began... That answers my question. ...to experience intense pain in his body, underwent a radical transformation. His right arm rapidly regrew, but unforeseen side effects of the serum was the emergence of his darker instincts. His human side began to wane. Not Bruce. Don't get, don't get excited. Sorry. I was and getting more excited. Primal I stopped paying attention until you said Wayne. A more primal <laughs> reptilian persona emerged. As the transformation continued, Connors began the monstrous or became the monstrous lizard, a massive humanoid reptile with enhanced strength, speed, and regenerative properties. The lizard sought to eradicate humanity's imperfections and believed that the new his newfound form was the future of evolution so he wants to make everyone a lizard a lizard yes sir now you were telling me a really cool fact that you were telling me earlier was that um kurt connor's the lizard is the only one of the only villains that spider-man doesn't pull his punches with true yes because spider-man's actually um He's actually compared punching the lizard. In some comics, he's compared him to punching a stone wall. And in some comics, as the lizard has evolved, he said he's similar to like punching steel. See, that's really cool to that's me because, because Spider-Man he, does He always pulls his punches. Yeah, yeah because he doesn't want to hurt people. Exactly. He doesn't you know want to I mean? kill people. But if he wants to be able to keep up with the lizard, with he the has lizard, to. He has, he's, in, in order to get his attention, he's he has to hit him. Pull hard. his full strength. Yeah. yeah. So Spider-Man alerted. Uh, was alerted to the chaos caused by the lizard, confronted Connors in a fierce battle. So Spider-Man recognized Connors as a man in desperate need of help rather than a true villain. Because if you think about it, I mean, it's pretty cool that Spider-Man saw it that way because... Yeah, I mean, 
both of these characters really they're try they were trying to help people. They're trying to help people and, and they, themselves. And but they, you know, that's not the point. And they needed yeah, they needed help themselves, really, you know. So determined to find a cure for the condition, Connors was the assistance uh with the assistance of Spider Man and other scientific minds in the Marvel universe embarked on a series of adventures and experiments to reverse the transformation. So in the fir- the first uh the first story where the lizard was in there, um he Basically, Spider-Man tracks him down because Kurt Connors is actually from Florida. Um, that explains a lot. So Spider-Man tracks him down to Florida and basically... Where all the crazy people go. Exactly. Basically, um, side note, do you remember the story of the person that threw the alligator through the uh, drive through window at Wendy's? Yeah, at Florida. In Florida, in Florida yeah. At Florida, yep, at Florida. No, they were trying to rob the they Wendy's. They were trying to wa- rob, rob... With an alligator. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Crazy things happen in Florida. Yeah, you don't want to go there. Um, we went to Orlando to a yeah, podcast. We did go to Orlando. <laughs> and but, I went uh, to Florida since then. Yeah, you've been to Florida since. Uh, but don't go. Be, just uh, uh, parental vision. What is that? Parental vision? Yeah, uh, parental. Parental. Advisory. Parental advisory. Just keep going. <laughs> so Spider-Man basically comes down there to Florida and he basically tracks him down. And creates like a makeshift uh, formula for, you know, and, and that's what kind of cures him for the time being. But um, is he also kind of like Man Bat where he, um, he starts having reemerges like, and stuff? Yes, absolutely. Because the, the, that's what took, mo- it took more scientific minds, you know, as far as like, um, I'm not sure if, I'm not sure if Reed Richards got involved or t- Tony Stark, but I mean, it definitely took Peter Parker and other intelligent people in the Marvel Universe. Maybe Otto Octavius. With maybe Otto Octavius. Um, it basically it basically took a lot more minds to help. Interesting. Sure. It's very interesting that these characters they're very similar in Extremely their origins. Similar. So similar, in fact, that the lizard was actually the first episode of the Spider-Man animated series to where Man Bat was the first of the Batman animated series. I did not hilarious. know that. I, I had no either. idea. I didn't either uh, until uh, until literally you know, right before we started recording. Right before we hit record because um, we were watching the show, the yeah, episode. Yeah, we were watching the episode. Um. So. Um, that's kind of what, that's kind of the way, that's kind of the way it works. You know what I mean? Like, and Spider-Man and Kurt Connors are actually really good friends. I thought you, for some reason, I thought you was thinking like you were saying Man Bat and Kurt Connors were good friends. I'm like, really? Really? So I got some comic book recommendations. Um, The Amazing Spider-Man number six in 1963, which was the first appearance of the lizard that I don't think I mentioned. (laughs) First appearance, 1963. I got you, buddy. Uh, The night Gwen Stacy died. The Amazing Spider-Man's issue, uh, one twenty-one through. So the one Green Goblin killed, where yes. Green Goblin killed Gwen Stacy, the lizard was part of that. It's not solely focused on the lizard. This storyline um, features the lizard as a significant antagonist, and it's piv- a pivotal moment in Spider-Man's history. The lizard's sanction, the spectacular Spider-Man issues thirty-two through thirty-four in nineteen seventy-nine. In this storyline, the lizard's origin are further explored and Spider-Man faces a moral dilemma in dealing with the lizard's condition. Spider-Man shed shed the amazing Spider-Man issues 630 through 633 in 2010. This story delves deep into the lizard's psyche and his relationship with Peter Parker. It's a modern take on the character's struggles. The clone conspiracy While this storyline primarily I don't like how you winked at me the, when you uh, said that. Return of Gwen Stacy, the other characters 
the lizard plays a significant role in the events, making it an intriguing read for lizard fans. Are you a lizard fan, bud? We have that comic right here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, it took me a second to answer because I was making sure we had that one. The Amazing Spider-Man Renew Your Vows. This series explores an alternate universe where Peter and Mary Jane are married with a daughter. The lizard appears as and a he didn't kill Mary Jane. Attack antagonist, offering a fresh perspective on his character. Did you know Spider-Man killed Mary Jane? Yes, I do. <laughs> Spider-Man No Way Home Prelude. Prelude. In 2021, a tie-in to the to the MCU film Spider-Man: No Way Home. This comic explores the Lizard's involvement in the multiverse storyline and provides additional context for the movie. And also, he was also really good in that movie. He was really good in the movie. and the original like Amazing the Amazing Spider-Man with Andrew Garfield. Yeah, he, he was, was good. A, he was an awesome villain in that movie. He was fantastic. Now the second movie wasn't good. I'll tell you that right now. In the second movie, the suit was the lizard, good. Didn't have the lizard in it. The suit was good. The suit was good. But the first one was good. And of course he was he made a a small role as Kurt Connors in Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man as well. He did. And like I mentioned he was on the Spider-Man animated series. So he's been in quite a few and things. And the Spectacular Spider-Man. And the Spectacular Spider-Man. Yes sir. And then probably all the other Spider-Man. He's been in a lot of Spider-Man. <laughs> he's he's a big deal. And well he's a good way to he's a good way to lead into like cuz Kurt Connors by himself can play a great role. Um, as far as, as a mentor and a villain, one hundred percent, and I think that's which that, that's it's, I it's like him because it's it screws with Peter. Absolutely, it's a close uh, it's a close way to to tie him in all the time. Uh, but with that being said, man, I think the lizard was right. We need more lizard people. I'm going to ask you a question <laughs> yeah. that has nothing to do with what you just said. Okay, because we're going to move past that. Okay, who are the man? Who who's Man Bat's enemies? Batman. I didn't say that, did I? No. All right. So, Man Bat's enemies are Batman, <laughs> Nightwing, okay, Red Hood. Okay. You know the entire Bat family? Yes, sir. Talia al Ghul. Yeah. The Penguin. Yeah. Bane. Yeah. Anyone that gets in his way. Because he is Batman's apex villain. What? He's the apex predator, baby. With that being said, we will see you back here on Friday. To I got more. Oh, okay. You're going to end with Man Bat being the apex predator? Yes. First of all, no, he's not. You oh, can yeah. nod your head all you want. <laughs> so I was going to talk about uh, the lizard's enemies because he actually has some. Is one Spider-Man? Yes. Spider-Man, The Sinister Craven. Six. J. Jonah Jameson. Craven. Morbius, The Living Vampire. Craven. The Kingpin. Craven. Other heroes and villains, including the Fantastic Four, Craven, Daredevil, and the Chameleon. I'm pretty sure there was an um, comic issue where Craven was trying to hunt the lizard. Yep. Was there? Yep. Okay. Yep. It was a stalemate. That's why I was saying that. Craven. Craven. Yeah, I was like Craven. 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 <laughs> so, uh, did you talk about Man Bat's powers and abilities? Or you say I'm going to save that for the battle. Going to save that. That mm -hmm. usually is a telltale sign that you are going to lose. But with that being said, I guess we are going to wrap it up here with are the lizard, Spider-Man's apex predator, and Man-Bat, Batman's goofy-ass villain. Would you like to take us out of here, bud? With that being said, 
Go give your local comic book store some love. Tell them the Justice versus Vengeance podcast sent you. And we will see you again on Friday to see me kick Caleb's ass. Thank you.